Uh, I'm so excited. Like, the new year started. We got up. We're all here today in the Lord's house starting off 2023. It's so great to be here. You know, you guys sang pretty well this morning. You wouldn't know you stayed out till midnight last night. That's great. Well, welcome to Harvest. My name's John. I get the privilege of serving here as one of the pastors and opening God's word with us today. You know, um, I hope your Christmas was good. I hope your week was good. I hope you're excited about a fresh new start. You know, I love the fact that there's a way that you can say, hey, the old is gone, the new has come, and that's what 2023 is going to bring us, a lot of new. And uh, Satan's going to want to try to bring up some things to discourage us and to get us off our mark, and uh, let's just work together as a church. Let's come alongside one another. Let's encourage one another. Let's... um, Let's be an influencer for Jesus this year. You know, there's some good things about not having cable in your home, and one of those is that you get to watch a lot of different series at the time when you want to watch them. And so Sherry and I have watched this series, and we think it's amazing, so if you want to watch it, you can turn it on sometime. But it's um, The Men Who Built America. Have any of you seen that series? Pretty amazing. These guys were influencers. These guys we're like, how can we take this and build this? How can we invent this and go with this? And we were just caught right away. These guys were men who made an influence. They, they made a name for themselves, but they really advanced some things in our country. They were pretty familiar names like Rockefeller and Carnegie and Vanderbilt and J.P. Morgan and uh, some guy named Ford. And... Um, We still feel the effects of their influence on society. But today, you know, influencing hasn't stopped just because they've passed away. Influence continues on. We've got some great influencers today. We've got the Kardashians. Yeah, the Kardashians, they influence our fashion. They influence the way sometimes we think about different things. We've got actors and we've got athletes. And man, when they get endorsements, we're like, maybe... If I buy that ball because that basketball player uses that, or maybe if I buy that hockey stick or that baseball bat, maybe my game will go up a little bit. And so we're kind of hoping that their influence and those that have uh, bought into making their name famous would be something that would help us. There's a lot of things going on to influence. There's other people who influence our lives daily because of decisions they make outside Um, of our sphere of influence. But you know, most of these people that I've mentioned, we either can't meet because they're no longer here, we won't meet, uh, or we can't meet. But I want to submit to you that there's an influencer that can have a great impact on each other as we look at 2023. Those influencers are right in this room. You have an opportunity to be an influence for Christ in somebody's life like never before. And if you've never considered the influence that you can have for Christ today, I want you to think about how can you be a godly influence on somebody? I submit that the most godly influences that I've had in my life are people that have demonstrated these character. They're authentic, they're humble, they're honest, they're compassionate, They're gentle, they're kind, but they're not afraid to tell you when you need to hear something. You know, they're not filled with themselves. Church, that sounds like a lot of what we should be, and if we're not there, we can get there with the help of Jesus. 
so that we can influence each other and then we can take a look at the influence we can have in our society today. We get the chance to do this together. And so influencing is something because of the one who has influenced us. Jesus Christ has influenced your and my life, especially if we know him as Savior. Jesus, his influence against the culture that is so contrasting and clashing with the values of Scripture, we get to put him on display every day. And so uh, I would love for us to take our Bibles out and take a look at a couple different ways that we can be a daily influencer for Jesus. So open your Bibles up to Matthew chapter 5. And uh, the beginning of this uh, chapter is the first time that Jesus speaks, gives a long sermon. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. And the first 12 verses are called the Beatitudes. And these are attitudes that should be demonstrated in our life as we live And these attitudes will have a great influence on those that we're in contact with. And so as you're going through these, check these out to see how many and where we're at on these. Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, those who meek, those who are hungry and thirsting for righteousness, those who are merciful and pure in heart and peacemakers. Blessed are the persecuted You know, each one of those that he starts out with in this chapter, he starts this sermon. This is what a Christian should look like. This is someone who professes Jesus. This is someone who practices living for Jesus. And this is someone who perseveres even in the days of persecution because we're all about the long haul with and for Jesus. And with that as a backdrop, now let's look at verses 13 through 16. Because of all of these, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let's pray. Father, you're a good God, and I'm thankful that we as a church have an opportunity for a fresh start. We, your people, have a new year right in front of us, and we get to think about the opportunities we have to be salt and light in a generation that's becoming more dark. We get to be salt and light in a in a society that seems to be decaying at a rapid rate. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just help us to see your power and your strength and that we would sense your presence as we walk through this year. Lord, give us what we need daily, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, these two metaphors, salt and light, are for us today. And the first thing I want you to consider is this. Are you ready? You'll probably never hear this again from this place. Be salty. (laughs) Be salty. I'm giving you permission to be salty. Now, some people, when you hear that, be salty, are like, oh, yeah, those people are salt-of-the-earth people, right? You ever heard that phrase before? Yeah, they're genuine. They're sincere. Maybe their language isn't so great. Maybe their demeanor isn't so great. I'm not asking you to take on those bad traits, but there's something that sticks out about them. They're salty. There's, 
there's influence that they have because of their genuineness, because of their sincerity, because they're, they're say it as they are people. We have a chance this year to be an influencer daily for Jesus by being salt. And uh, so I hope we take up that challenge. Um, on this day, when Jesus was walking through the towns, he uh, used this expression because salt carried a lot of value. Some people were even paid with salt. And so as Jesus said, you be the salt of the earth, it was a, it was a common expression. The Jews, the Greeks, the Romans, uh, those who were his disciples, they understood what it meant to be the salt of the earth. And uh, you and I get the chance to do that. We wouldn't think about the value of salt as a paycheck, but we do think of the value of salt in a couple different ways. How many of you have ever gone to McDonald's and all the rest of you are just not being truthful? <laughs> but if you've gone to McDonald's, you order those things that they call French fries because they're so different than everywhere else and they put so much salt on them. You're like, if they don't have the salt, they're just not worth it, right? If you don't see them shake that little salt shake, you're like, yeah, I'm not getting those fries. The salt adds flavor. And how many of us, when we're driving around this winter, maybe you've already had that experience, you're just hoping that they put salt on the roads so that you don't slide off. The salt penetrates even the thickest of ice so that you can be safe. Salt, it had value back in Jesus' day. Some people were paid in that way. Salt has value today. We get to see it on a regular basis when we go for fast food or we just drive around. John MacArthur and other uh, commentary said this about salt. Christians are of value with preserving influence in the world. Christians are of value with a preserving influence in the world. Salt prevents the entire earth from degenerating faster than it already is. Salt can be a prevention of the moral fiber of our country decaying even more. You and I get to be that salt. You know, people who don't know Jesus, they have a different grid in the way that they live life. They're thinking about how can I get more stuff? How can I get more money? How can I change the moral fiber of our relationship to best fit my needs? And Jesus is saying that we can slow that decay down by not being silent in the way that we go about our life. But... There's always disagreements with people, right? As they're writing the Moody Commentary, it says the main point of salt in this text is not to create thirst or serve as a preservative uh, against moral decay, but to improve taste to make the world a better place. I love that. So even good people have a disagreement about the value of salt that's being talked about here. For some, they say it's to preserve, and others say it's about to add taste and value. So whether we have one or the other, we can all agree about one thing, that salt, if it's not used, it's worthless. Salt, if it's not used, has no value. So when you think about being salty this year, you're gonna be put in some situations where you're gonna be used as a preserving agent for the Lord. And some of you are gonna be salt this year and you're gonna be agents that are adding more taste and value in a conversation. That's what we get to do. And as a church, he said, you are the salt of the world. So those of us who know Jesus, I'm inviting you 
to be salty. Salty this year, maybe it was a challenge for you last year, and you look at your saltiness and it wasn't of great value. The good news is it's a new year, and we can be salty and on fire for Jesus. We can bring value in relationships. We can bring value in the way that we go about our life. And so um, salt, it can add flavor. Salt sometimes stings. It wasn't that long ago that um, I see uh, Kenny and Julie Franzis and Colin and Margie Kozlowski. We uh, and a couple of us went on this trip to Israel. And one of the highlights of the trip was like, hey, we're going to go to the Dead Sea. But when we go to the Dead Sea, don't shave the, on that day that you're going to go into the water. Because if you do, you're going to feel a sting like nothing else. And uh, it's, not, it's gonna feel like it stings, but then it's gonna feel like it's burning you. And so I just wanna caution us in the way that we are salt, that we don't bring a sting. The gospel itself is offensive. It's telling people that they are sinners in need of a savior. It's telling people they're lost, but they can be found if they surrender, if they give their lives to Christ. So don't be salty in your presentation. Know that the salt of the word of God is something that can be, it can bring flavor. It can bring taste. It can bring change. It can bring a whole new life to that person. So let's remember, salty is good, but salty can sting. And let's be less about the sting and more about let the gospel and its good news penetrate, let the Spirit do the work, and let's do that with everything we have. Hey, church, let's be salty. 2023, think about the influence we can have our community by being the salt and the light of the earth. Well, Matthew 28, 19, and 20 is a verse that's very familiar to all of us who consider harvest our home. It says, go therefore and make disciples in all nations. So this year, be saltier than ever before. You say, well, I'd like some more verification on this salt thing. Where have you seen people be salty and have the impact so great? Well, the book of Daniel is full of experiences of salt, people being salty. Daniel, in chapter one, right out of the blocks, he's taken prisoner, and uh, the guards tell him, here's the king's food. You must eat the king's food. And his response is salty. I'm not going to eat the king's food. I'm going to eat these types of foods. And I'm like, well, you, you can't do that because if you become this and this, then you won't be of value. And he's like, no, I know I, I can only eat these foods. He resisted what was offered and did what he believed to be right. And the impact was great. In chapter 3, you see these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're out, and there's King Nebuchadnezzar is ruling the day, and there's a statue that's built that's just enormous, and everybody is supposed to bow a knee to King Nebuchadnezzar, and yet these three guys, they're like, nope, not going to do it. They stand up, they stand out, and they speak out for Jesus. They're the salt on that day. In a society that's decaying, they're like, we're not going to give in to the pressure. We're going to be salt, and we're going to add some taste to this. You know what King Nebuchadnezzar said? You want to be salty? I got something for you. I'm going to throw you in a furnace. 
That furnace, I'm going to turn it up so hot that you're going to scorch immediately. Well, we all know the end of the story. They came out. They were totally fine. The Lord was with them in that. And the influence that had on the king was amazing. And he said, their God is the God. Think about a couple chapters later, chapter 6. There's a group that's trying to carry out the decree of King Darius of to pray or to have no other God than, and he should be the highest. Well, Daniel wasn't going to give in, and he continued praying, and some people ratted him out and said, well, because you've done this, King Darius, you have to give him the consequence. I know he's your friend, but the consequence is the lion's den. And everyone knows you get thrown into a lion's den. There's no good outcome for that but God, right? And on that day, God closed the mouths of the lions and Daniel gets released and King Darius makes a decree and before a nation that Daniel's God is the God. Your daily influence, it might start out so small, but it can grow in such a way that people cannot not see Jesus in you. That's what it means to be salty. So church, be salty. 2023, where can your salt be saltier than ever before? Why? Not to bring yourself more fame and glory, but to represent Jesus as an ambassador, as an agent. Would you turn your Bibles to Colossians? It's a couple pages over. It's just after it goes Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Here's some verses I would love for you to set aside and to be thinking about this week. As you can be salt and light, take on this challenge. Paul sent to the people of Colossae, continues, uh, chapter 4, verse 2, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray for us also, that God may open to us a door for the word. Pray that God will give you opportunities inside your neighborhood, inside your community, inside your workplace. Pray that God will open up a door for the word for you to be salty, that we might declare the mystery of Christ on an account of which I am a pris- I'm in prison, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Conduct yourselves wisely toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech be always gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Be salty, church. 2023, one of the greatest influences we can be is a preserving agent, but also an agent that adds taste and draws the attention to Jesus. Let's be a church that's salty. Well, the next verse in chapter five uh, brings out the other metaphor. You are the light of the world. You. That means you and me, that means we as a church, we are the light of the world. And we get the opportunity to shine this light for Jesus. We get to shine this light in a dark place. How many of you would agree that the society that we live in is becoming darker by the day? It's not hard, you don't have to turn the news on. Matter of fact, don't turn the news on very often. It's not good for your heart and it's, um, it, it's just not great. But we can be light in the midst of darkness because when light hits darkness, darkness has to be penetrated and light dissipates. We get to be an influence by being a bright light. 
You know, being a bright light is used over 200 times in the Bible. Listen to a couple of these verses. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Psalm 27, 1. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 1 John 1, 5. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Verse seven, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Jesus was walking around the town, and by day he could see where he was going, he could see the towns he was going to, a typically white uh, stone, and he could see the homes. But at night, it was either moonlight, or there would be these oil lamps in the home. They weren't very big, but when an oil lamp is turned on and it's super dark out, you cannot miss the light. You can see the light, and the light is something that guides us. Jesus is the light. John 8, 12 says, I am the light of the world. So is this verse that we've just read in contrast to it, when it says you are the light of the world? No. It helps us understand that Jesus is the light. We're drawing people to him. He's the only light source that has value. We are. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 15 and 16, we get to be the ones who reflect that light. We are just reflectors of the greatest light, of the greatest hope, Jesus. How's your light shining? First, I said, I want you to be salty. Now, I want you to be bright. Have you heard that little phrase, hide it under a bushel? Let me try it again. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Hey, church, I'm calling us because this Bible, God's word, tells us you are the light of the world. You're supposed to shine. We have an opportunity to shine, and we get to be bright lights. Think about it. The next verse says, nor do people put it under a bushel. Of course you don't do that. That's silly. It makes no sense. But think about this. For our day, if this place were to go dark, meaning no longer in existence, our church were to close its doors, what type of light, what type of salt has our community seen in our lives? What representation of Jesus have people been affected by because of our church in this community, us leaving these four walls and going out and representing Jesus as salt and light. I would say that we've learned a lot these last couple of years. We've learned a lot that we can be saltier and we can be brighter. And so church, I'm asking us to consider how is it this year that we can be more salty, we can be a brighter light in our community so that if the day came when we left this place, they'd say, I remember not just driving by that building and seeing the blue cross on the top. I remember not just driving by that church and seeing this massive parking lot. I remember not just driving by that big warehouse and I never knew what was going on. I, that church, when it left, it left, a, it left an indelible mark on our community and it's gonna be hard to move on without it because it was a bright light in darkness. So let's not wait for the church to go away. Let's, let, and we're not going away. Okay, just got that. 
But let's look at this opportunity in 2023 to be bright lights and may there be no confusion when we walk into our workplace, when we walk into a community and we say, we're followers of Jesus. May they not question where that light source is coming from. It's all about Jesus. You know, I hate darkness. I don't know if you like darkness, but I hate it. The first time I've ever bumped into utter darkness was at a place called Camp Harvest. It was the scariest thing in the world. It was the first year when we had the camp and we, were, we had two different places where things were going on. And it was really dark one night and there was no moon and there was no stars and I had no flashlight. And I had to get from one place to the next. So you're saying, well, you're not a very good director if you don't have a flashlight. You're right. There was nothing to break that darkness. And a matter of fact, my cadence changed a lot as I left from one place, I got out there and I was like, whoa, I better slow it down. Matter of fact, I better put my hands out there because darkness distorted everything. Church, we're living in a dark world. On that day, I had to retreat and go back because I couldn't find where I was going. But I don't want us as a church to retreat. We need to be bright lights today, January 1, 2023. Let's let it shine. Let's not hide it under a bushel. No, I'm gonna let it shine. When I think about this past year in 2022, there was a group of people that have left an impression on my life. It's the Palatine Police Department. I get an opportunity to go spend some time with these men and these women, and there's no question when I walk into the police department just to see and try to encourage, there's no question that they're ready for the day. They have their uniforms on. They have all sorts of gear all over them that I hope they never take that taser out and shoot me. But they have all this gear on and they have a big sign that says police. And they're going out to serve and protect. They're not silent, they're not hidden, they're blatant. Their cars even say police on them. And they're going out to serve and protect. They have one thing that they're trying to do. They're overt in the way that they're doing it. And it's a blessing to have some of these guys even text me and say, hey, I just bumped into somebody and they're having a difficult time. Would you be able to reach out to them by text or call them and just check? They're trying to care for people in our community. That's left an impression on me. How are we the church? being that influential in our community? Or are we more like, there's another group of people, they're amazing, but they're secret service people, and they don't stand out in the same way. Church, I'm calling us to be less like a secret service agent of light and more like the bright overt, Jesus is everything to me. Let's let that light shine brightly. Let's be a people that are about serving the Lord in such a way that there's no confusion on where that light source is. It's not me, it's Jesus. Let's let that light shine. When I think about athletes, tough day for Big Ten yesterday, but athletes at the end when they're being interviewed, I love the ones that don't try to draw all the attention to themselves. I love the ones that when they're like, hey, when you were putting this, this is, well, the first thing I'd like to do is thank my savior for giving me the opportunity with these abilities to play the game. And you can just tell sometimes the announcer's like, yeah, 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 well, let me get to the thing. Like he's, no, but I wanna talk about Jesus because that might be the only time they get to do it. 
Think about your schedule. You might this week have the only opportunity with that person to be that light. Let it shine. I love the fact that as a church, we've made some strategic moves and we have this thing called the Hope Center. There's tons of food banks in the area. There's, there's a, yes, a food shortage and there's people that are hurting, but there's something different about how Claudia and her leadership and our deacons have taken about this. The leadership has said, let's not just offer food. Let's have a conversation. Let's point people to Jesus so that they can receive help, but hope that we can be salt and we can be light to people when they come. It's been amazing to see. It's not by the droves, but it's by the ones and twos. People come to the Hope Center, then they'll come to a service, or they'll come to the Hope Center, they'll get into a community group, and then they get saved. They came in and they were tasteless. Now they're salt and they can be salty. They can be light where they were in darkness because of hope that was offered. I love the fact that there's community things that we're doing as a church. There's lots of organizations that go out and, and, and do things in the city, but there's ways that we're trying to go about it as a church, and if you haven't involved yourself in any of these, you should find ways that you can use your gifts and talents and abilities and personalities to be salt and light today. We go out and serve our city. We had 120 people do it on our last time that we went out. Very different. We could have just done a community service, but I, I got to go to the school, one of the schools in the area, and I watched about 40 of our people go into different classrooms and pray over the students' desks for those kids. Wrote personal notes to teachers in that school that they might be encouraged when they walk in that next day. The way that... They went about the work of the Lord was so intentional and I think so influential. I think that school will remember that a group of people came, but I hope as we continue to go back that they'll be like, tell me more about why you're doing this. That's when we can even be more saltier. That's when we can even be a brighter light. So church, let's be about the work of the Lord in 2023 We've got a new day. I'm glad you're here today. But now we get the chance to be doing the work of the Lord. I love that um, we have a chance inside these walls to welcome people. One of our high values is a culture of invite. And I love getting texts from different people to let me know what's going on inside their community group. I got one the other week that said, hey, this guy was invited to be a part of our group and he gave his life to Christ. He's now a believer. Do you have something that we could use as materials to give to him so that he can go the next step? Think about it. That guy was invited to a place where there were salty people and people that were bright lights and the effect they had on somebody who wasn't there in their walk with God and now is. That person is a follower of Jesus because of the invitation well, they invaded that group. That's gonna totally mess up that group. They'll never be, they won't be the same again because they got to see transformation take place. They won't be the same group because they now have somebody who was dark, now is light, who was lost, is now found, who was tasteless, and now gets to be salty. Church, we get to be agents. We get to be ambassadors. We get to be people that are salty and bright, and we can do it now. The reason? Glad you asked. 
There's two reasons that Jesus said, men will see your good works and it'll give glory to your Father. Warren Wearsby said this, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I don't know if that phrase is original to him, but I remember years ago when he said that and the impact that it had. They don't care how much I know until they really know how much I care. We have to be involved in the lives of people. There's a family that Sherry and I know and love. And they are really shining brightly in some of the most difficult situations that you could have imagined. They, uh, they have a, a little boy. He's nine years old. And uh, he's probably in some of his last days. But if you were to go over to that family's home, you would see something that's so compelling about that family. You would hear something so compelling out of that little boy. It's all about Jesus. Can that be said of us as we start 2023? If it can't, would you take some time and map out a plan for you that you could let this word, this lamp, reveal itself to you Jesus himself, that you might be light into the world. This family who's going through these difficult days has joy. This little boy is witnessing to people because he knows that he has been saved. And he's like, I don't have much time. So he tells everybody and people listen. I think people will listen to you I think people will listen to me if our life is salty, if our light is bright, and we're not trying to reflect ourselves, but we're trying to reflect Jesus. So church, I'm calling us to action. I'm calling us to be a people that are gonna be salt and light in 2023, that we can be a daily influence for Jesus like never before. There's two songs, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. How I wonder what you are. I hope that's not said of who we are. How I wonder what you are. I really want us to be a church that's like, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm not going to hide my light under a bushel. No way. I'm going to let my life shine for Jesus. And may we do that with the greatest of intentions to draw people to him. Would you join me in prayer? Father, what a privilege it is to be here today, to open your word, to have a fresh start at a new year, to think about how you might choose to use us as your children to be salt and light in a society that's decaying, that's becoming more dark. In this distorted day that we live, Father, I pray that you would help us to shine brightly. In this day where it's tasteless, that you would help us to be a salt that's adding flavor, that's adding taste, that's drawing people to you. So Lord, reinvigorate us. Fill us with the good news of the gospel daily that we can't help but be salt and light as we walk out of here. We love you. Give us what we need today.
In Jesus' name we pray, amen.